All right, we are here with Jalen Richard. How's it going, Jalen? Oh, I'm, I'm going fine, man. Everything's going great. I'm blessed. Very good. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, no problem. Uh, let's get started. How did you get interested in the game of football? Well, you know, I was kind of grew up not really a coach's kid, but, you know, my dad coached our little league team uh, early on. Um, you know, my dad's a diehard Cowboy fan, so – uh, growing up, I just used to sit there and watch Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman um, growing up. And then I just, you know, grew a love for the game of football. And I started playing since I was five. And just ever since then, man, it's just been, you know, downhill from there. I can't imagine playing it. Man, I, I don't know what kind of coordination I had at age five. <laughs> I can't imagine getting started that early. <laughs> Yeah, man, I man, I started I started real early, age five. Uh, it started off really in the um, in the neighborhood. I mean, I was kind of like the younger kid in the, in the neighborhood that wanted to play football. But you know, I had a lot of other guys in the neighborhood that were you know bigger than me. So um, I got um, I got I got called as a as a young. Uh, as a young kid just playing football and wanting to be out there and play with those guys. And they, you know, they, they ended up letting me play out there and, and play with them. So that really helped me out. Uh, I think, you know, just playing against guys older than me at a young age to get me to where I'm at now. You played your high school ball at uh, Peabody Magnet High School in Alexandria, uh, Louisiana. Talk to us a little bit about your time at Peabody. Oh man, it was, it was fun, man. We we're, uh, my high school Peabody is not really, too much known for uh, football per se. It's mostly known for basketball. Actually, I think this year we were nationally ranked before we got beat uh, by a buzzer beater uh, going to state this year. Um, it really was just a family tradition that really had me go to Peabody. My grandfather went to Peabody. Uh, a lot of my uncles went to Peabody. So, uh, you know, just the family tradition really brought me there. But it, it, it's a great school. It's a fun school, man. We have a lot of school pride. Uh, in the city of Alexandria, man, um, you know it's it, it has a few schools, but you know, uh, you know everybody's pretty, pretty much, you know, you know have a lot of pride for their school. And Peabody was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself. Uh, I learned a lot of things uh, from my uh, my past coach, um, uh, Philip Payne, that actually just passed, uh, wow. you know, a couple months ago. Uh, but um, you know, I learned a lot from him at a young age. You know, I, I played as a freshman. I started as a freshman in my freshman in high school. And um, he was one of the reasons why, and, you know, he talked to me, and, um, you know, up until you passed, uh, you know, has given me a lot of wisdom up to this point, so. Your junior year, you rushed for uh, 2,289 yards, had a 140 yards receiving, and, and 33 touchdowns. You were getting all kind of attention before a knee injury derailed your senior year. Yeah, I was, I man, um. How difficult was that? It, it was very difficult. I mean, it was definitely a test of faith. Um, I definitely didn't know if I was going to be playing college football at all um, to where I'm going from talking to schools like, um, you know, Arizona in the Pac-12, Ole Miss, LSU, you know, uh, you're on the phone with, you know, the position coaches and, you know, they're telling you, you know, they want to offer you, they just want to see you in camp and stuff like that. Um, to then having nothing really and nobody contacting me anymore. It was very hard. It was very kind of like a 
you know, uh, kind of like a dark moment, you know, at that young of an age. I mean, you know, you hear, yeah. you know, at, at that time that, you know, ACL injuries, you know, uh, you know, in high school, definitely, you know, you don't, you don't really, I mean, you come back from it, but, you know, it's, it's hard to get, get back in school. It's hard to get where you wanted and where you knew you, what level you could play at. And, um, you know, I just stayed prayed up and I came back off of it, Um, you know, and, and I was just a real blessed and humble because, to not play my whole senior year and still have offers, um, you know that that was just a blessing because not everybody has that opportunity, and I'm I'm happy that uh, Southern Miss took that, you know, that chance on me, and I, you know, accepted that that opportunity and that challenge to come here in Hattiesburg and play for this play for the school. What what made you choose Southern Miss? It was it was just a home home atmosphere. Um, you know, uh, Southern Miss. Uh, here, the city Hattiesburg is kind of like back home in Alexandria. Enough to have fun, enough enough things for you to do, but not too much to get you in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> you know, just a family, yeah, just a family atmosphere. Then at the same time, you know, coming from a school that was really basketball dominant. I mean, we didn't have too many uh, too many wins uh, in my high school career, even though I did well. So I wanted to be a part of a, a winning program. Uh, here in Hattiesburg, and, you know, that's what the tradition is here in, in Southern Miss. You know, it didn't quite go that way, uh, you know, but he eventually did, like, this past senior year, and, uh, you know, getting back to the way the Southern Miss uh, tradition is and the winning tradition it is. So uh, with the winning tradition and the family atmosphere um, and, you know, the tough schedule, you know, playing everybody that, you know, that I was talking to before I hurt my knee, you know, yeah. going against guys and proving myself uh, worthy. Um, you know, all those things combined was the reason they got me here to Southern Miss. You say, so yeah, like you mentioned, you get here in 2012 uh, after after Southern Miss finished 12 and two and won a conference championship, and and they turn around and go 0 and 12 your freshman year. What was it like coming into a situation that wasn't quite what you expected? Uh, it, it was definitely challenging. Um, how to explain it? Like it it, it was just a, a difficult time just for everybody. You yeah. Know, not even just for me, just the coaches, just the city, um, and the players. You know, uh, coming off a twelve and two season, coming in as a as a freshman, I'm I'm thinking that you know, you know, I'm getting ready to win, and then to go on twelve, and then I'm like, dang, you know, what's going on, you know? And then the next year to go one and eleven, and it's just even worse. And then in that one in that in that one game we won, I didn't even play because you know I, I had an injury. Uh, you know, I had mouth surgery, so I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm two years in college and I haven't won a college game. And then to the third year to just going, you know, three and nine, which is, you know, better, but, you know, still like, you know, and then this year, you know, finally fulfilling everything that you wanted in your college career, go to a bowl game, you know, um, you know, we fell short of conference championship, but we were in the championship, so that's a big step. Um and you know, just all those things, man. It was, it was, it was hum. It was the most humble, humblingness, uh, if that's even a word. <laughs> but the most humble four years of my life, uh, really, uh, you know, athlete-wise, as far I know as what you mean. going through adversity. Yeah, yeah, just going through this adversity, man. I don't think too many people go through what my senior classes went through um, these four years here at the school. So, no, kudos for, to you for sticking through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, everybody that started off, you know, with us obviously didn't finish all the way through. You know, we had some guys transfer, some guys left. 
Um, some guys just, you know, didn't want to buy in. So, you know, coach had to let those guys go. So uh, for the guys like me, Kalen, um, and a lot of other guys, DJ Thompson, they really stuck it out. Um, you know, we, we really reaped the benefits. Well, back to your freshman year, you played um, – you came in and, and got to play as a true freshman. And uh, you played in a yeah. backfield that had guys like, you know, Kendrick Hardy and Desmond Johnson and Tracy Lampley. What was it like playing with those guys, and what did you learn from them? Well, I, I learned a lot from those guys. Those guys are very mature. You know, we, you know Desmond Johnson, who came in and was very mature, Tracy Lampley, guys that have, have won championships. Uh, you know, we had Jeremy Hester, you know, yeah. Kendrick Hardy. You know, um, you know those guys, man. They re- they really taught me a lot. They really, uh, you know, just really, and and not even more so on the field, but off the field as well. You know, like I said, uh, you know, you had like Desmond that you know was already already had a family together, so he was a very mature guy. Um, and he was a senior my freshman year, so he, he taught me a lot of things uh, outside of football to make sure that I have, you know, correct and lined up so that I can focus more on football. You know, because when you have other things going on, you know, that takes the focus off of, uh, you know, your goals and what you want to do. And those guys really, you know, drove that in to me. Uh, Hardy, per se, you know, he really taught me how to work hard. I mean, uh, Kendrick was one of the most hardest workers I've seen, you know, uh, every morning, early morning, you know, whether it's with Todd or with the strength coaches. Uh, you know, he was in there grinding, man, and, uh, you know, lifting uh, you know, and working on things, uh you know, he had a few injuries, uh, you know, my freshman year. And, you know, he worked real hard to get past those things. So he, he just taught me a lot of hard work. And uh, Hester did too, Jeremy Hester. Uh, you know, he didn't want he didn't play as much as he might have wanted, but his drive and everything that he showed me um, on how just to push through uh, situations um, really, you know, uh, matured me at a, at a young age here to kind of mold me like my adversity that I was going to face the next couple of years, you know, yeah. it, it kind of worked. It kind of worked perfectly, you know. The, the the little things, the little nuggets that I took from those guys really helped me with my little, you know, um, speed bumps through the through the road through my next three years here at the school. So uh, I, it really helped me in those guys, and you know, I'm gonna remember those guys, and we still talk to this day, uh, you know, for a while. So during that that first season. Uh, you got your opportunity, and you, you had your, your coming out party, I think, was against Central Florida. You rushed for 87 yards, scored two touchdowns. Tell us about that game and that experience. Um, that was, that's, you know, one of my most memorable games, really. Um, I think I cried after that game because we lost in double <laughs> overtime. But, um, uh, Me too. You know, it was, it was, it was a fun game, uh, you know, it was just one of those games that you just, you know, you just kind of get in the zone. Like, just everything's going your way. You just feel like, you know, just give me the ball. It was just it was just one of those games. Coach, just give me the ball. You know, it was one of those games. Me me and at the time, you know, Anthony Alford was, you know, quarterback that game, too, that we both were just, you know, in the zone. We talk about that game, too. You know, I'm still, uh, you know, nice friends with Anthony. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure he remembers that game, too, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Two freshmen in the backfield, and you know, we're out there just, you know, just having a blast, man. It, it was a fun game, I, but still to this day, Central Florida's fans are like the worst fans I've ever played against. <laughs> <laughs> really? Just, 
they were just they they were just dog cussing this man the whole game. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, this fan, their fans are pretty wild, but uh, for me to have that game like that was really a confidence booster because a lot of people might not know this, and I mean I don't really show it, but I'm very like critical of myself. You know, I, I might break for fifty like I did this year and come back and be like, Coach, was I moving fast? You know, or something like that. Was I running okay? Was that okay? You know, I'm very critical. I'm very, uh, you know, I very want to be perfect. So, you know, even after that game, I'd be like, dang, man. You know, I had a good game, but I'd be like, dang, I left some stuff out there. You know, and that's just how I am as a, as a, as a player. That's just how I am as a kid. Um, but that's one of those games that I was like, okay, I can play on this level. After that, you know, at, like, you know, you had those games, like, I was like, after this game, I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, because cause you, you, I mean, you hear the rumors. You know what I'm saying? Like, you coming out of high school, man, you finna go to college, all the DNs running 4-4s, four linebackers running 4-3s. I mean, 250, <laughs> 2% body fat. Nah, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, not too many guys running 4-4s. Four not too many guys running 4-5s either. You know what I'm saying? You, so, you can watch the combine and see that that was a lie. Yeah, you can see that that was a major lot. But you know what I'm saying? But those are those type of, you know, misconceptions that, you know, I know that young athletes will have, and you will kind of get, you can kind of psych yourself out, you know, on the next oh, yeah. level and not not be able to reach your full potential. But I was able to, like, have that confidence and have that, that um, you know, that positivity in my play early on so that I could be like, okay, I can play. So now I can relax and just be me, you know, versus being uptight like I see some guys do. And those guys on our team, they act that way. I let them know, like, you know, I mean, you can play on this. You, you wouldn't be here if you, if the coaches didn't believe that you could play on this level. Now all you have to do is just believe it in yourself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that, that freshman year also, you, you made an impact immediately in the return game. How do you approach your role on special teams? Well, I mean, I I didn't do too much kick return, didn't do too much punt return in high school, but I always felt like I had that playmaking ability. Um, and then at the same time, we, uh, you know, we had some some real good guys on on, on the uh, special teams my freshman year that you know had played it for years, weren't too young, and some really. Uh, mature guys, and um, just a lot of times, man, I, I feel like on that kick return, and then, you know, I had a lot of uh, talk from um, Tracy Lynn, you know what I'm saying? He was a little banged up our freshman year, so to take a little heat off of him, that's why that's why I was put back there, because obviously, I mean, first play of uh, freshman year, we're in Nebraska, first kickoff of the year, Tracy takes it, what, 95? You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, Tracy was the guy. But, you know, due to him being a little banged up and they wanted to take a little bit off him, you know, like, you know, why not put Jalen back there? You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I was doing it as a freshman, you know, give me some more burn. You know, I told him I could do it. And, you know, Tracy talked to me about it and, you know, just hitting it, just, you know, getting on kick returns, just seeing a scene, trying to get somebody out their lane and just hitting it full speed. And I had a lot of success with it. I mean, I really love returning. You know, I know this year I had a little problem with punt return, but this is like really my first year of ever doing it. And that's, you know, very difficult in itself. But, you know, definitely kick return, man. I love kick return. I mean, that's one of the stuff. It's very exciting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, and people don't realize how hard it is. I mean, you have 
11 guys coming down the field full speed at you. You know what I'm saying? Wrong, one wrong move and they hit you full speed, you know? <laughs> right. It's kind of like, kinda like insane. Like, why would you want to be back there? But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love it because it because of the special teams aspect of the game. You can really pull your team out of a hole or you can push your team further in a gap, you know, like this year in Charlotte when we played Charlotte. Like, uh, at that moment, Charlotte kind of had a little momentum, seemed like they might have came back in the game, and then I took 195 and sucked the air out of the crowd, sucked the air out of the team. You know, when, you, when you're able to do those type of things, it just makes you more valuable to the team, and then it helps the team, you know, better win. So my role, my freshman year, I just took it in as like, okay, this is my opportunity to, like, you know, really help the team. Like, we can, I can get the team fired up, you know, just like breaking a long run, like the momentum. Football is a game all about momentum, so. I just took it my role as, you know, they 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 looked to me for to get to get the team hyped. And that's what I was trying to do. And I didn't take one I didn't score a touchdown my freshman year, but I know I'm pretty sure I had a lot that got a, at least to the fifty. Probably had yeah. like three or four that got to the fifty, you know, which, you know, got the crowd hyped, got my team hyped. So the next series we coming in, we saw them the fifty, we got a good field position and we got a better chance to score. So I just embrace my role, and that's that's all it's about when playing on the team sport, man. Just embracing the role. After your freshman year, um, Ellis Johnson was replaced by Todd Munkin. What was it like playing for Coach Munkin? <sighs> Coach Munkin, man, he's he's a perfectionist, um, you know, and he's a, he's a hell of a coach. Um, The only, you know, and 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 nothing against Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson, uh, I believe, was a was a was a was a was a great coach as well. But he just, you know, a little older, a little older staff, so they couldn't really just relate to the players all the way. You know, like Coach sure. Martin came in a little younger, brought in brought in a, a lot younger staff, and we were able to relate with them more. Uh, at the same time, though, uh, the team was better put together. Um, you know, I believe we were getting closer. We were getting better. Um, coming in my freshman year, we had a lot of great players, but everybody was kind of like distant from one another. We weren't as close knit as we are were, like say this year. Um, coach Munkin came in and changed a lot, man. You know, he's he's a players coach. He definitely is, man. He came in and you know, besides football, just you know, uh, you know, got us more money for rent. You know, got us more money for food, got us better food, got us better nutrition, um, got us some things in the locker room that'll that'll build a team around, like uh, you know, playing pool or ping pong, putting those things in the locker room so that we can have something to do together, uh, you know, just to build our bond. Um, he was all about that, um, and you know, playing for him, you know, well, when you play football, when you play for a college team. You never really you you never play for your coaches. You play for your your teammates. You play for yourself. You play for the people that's out there on the field with with you. But you also because you know the coaches can't you know they coach you know they can't get on the field and play. Um, but you have a lot of honor for yourself and dignity when you know that you have a great coach, and that makes you even go even harder. Besides just you know playing for the guys. Yes, you know uh, when I was playing my. Uh, sophomore, junior year, freshman year, I was playing for the seniors. You know, I want to, you know, I never want them to go out 0-11 or, you know, something like that. So, you know, that hurt me. But, you know, but coming in with Munkin, knowing that you have a great coach like that, that just, 
makes you want to sit there and just soak everything in from him, man. Like I said, he was a perfectionist. Um, practice had to be perfect. Reps had to be perfect. Um, that really made me a better football player. That made a lot of us a better football player. We, we, we probably a lot of times we didn't like how he went about things. A lot of times we, you know, might have thought he was wrong. But when you sit and look at it, actually he was right, you know, and he did the right things. And again, like I said, he might not have went about it the right way. We didn't like it, but he was a he was a great coach. He, he was a great coach. You could kind of see, like, your sophomore year, you know, the team was a little understaffed because of attrition, but you could see, you know, throughout the year, you could see that the team didn't have any quit in them, and you could see the building blocks being put into place for future success. Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely, man. We really, we definitely didn't have any quit in us. Um, it was just kind of like, and we didn't have no quit in us my freshman year. I mean, if you go back and look at it, like, yeah, we went 0-12 my freshman year, but a lot of those games were real close. You know, they were. We're, we're, you know, Nebraska, 14-17 at halftime. You know, uh, you, uh, we go to the wire with a with a nationally ranked um, Louisville in a tsunami. You know, uh, UCF triple overtime against Blake Bortles. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, we, we never had that quit. And I think that's just an attest to just understanding the tradition here at Southern Miss that, I mean, Southern Miss doesn't quit, you know. Uh, and, and every year I feel like we had a team that, you know, regardless of the record, we never quit. And, you know, that was just something that us and ourselves that really when I came in my freshman year that the older guys instilled in us, uh, you know, the Jamie Collins, the the Joaquin Nunez, the the – the Kyrie Thornton that they instilled in us that, you know, don't quit, you know, you know, uh, the Emmanuel Johnson, Jacorius Cotton, you know. Yeah, great players. Allen, Allen Howes, Dylan Rita, you know, these guys that, you know, really took wearing that black and gold with pride. So when my class came in and saw them and, you know, with the not quit, you know, we kind of instilled that as we kept going, you know, and those guys were still there up to, some of those guys were still there up to my junior year. So, you know, we really kept that around. But that's just a tradition here. And you know that when you come here, you know that it's going to be hard-nosed. You know, Southern Miss doesn't back down to nobody. We're going to play anybody. And we're not going to quit, you know. So, and Coach Munkin came in and then built on top of that, you know, kind of laid that foundation on top of that, that, you know, we're not going to quit. We're going to, you know, go after it. We're going we're gonna to play hard, and everybody's going to embrace their role. You know, so, I mean, Coach Munkin came in and definitely sparked things. You know, uh, you know, he was definitely a, pa- a player's coach. I mean, honestly, when you when you do all the, a little bit more and a little bit more things to get to the players, I mean, the players feel better about, you know, playing for a coach like that. It, I mean, it's just the honest truth. You know, when you have a coach that you feel sour about, you know, it's just hard, you know. So, you know, you're still playing football and then, you know, things not going your way and you like, you know, going all against what maybe the coach is thinking, but, you know, when you have a coach like Coach Munkin was and the way he helped us build things and recruiting and brought guys in and then got rid of the guys that wouldn't buy in, you know, all the things that a coach should do, Coach Munkin did. And then all he asked of us was to finish it. I mean, you know, he couldn't get out on the field and finish it. So he did everything that he was supposed to do as a coach. And, you know, these three years that we had with him, we did everything – as players that we needed to do to continue to get better. And 
we did that. You know, you saw the progression. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you mentioned that UAB game um, your your sophomore year. You, you didn't get to play, but the the, the guys finally got the win. Um, then your, your junior year rolls around. Uh, you miss five of the first six games, but you get to come back and finally get to contribute to a win against uh, North Texas. What was that? What did that mean to you? Uh, it was it was it was, it was emotional. Um, I you know I just felt so happy and like a weight was lifted off my shoulders that I was able to uh, finally you know produce in a game that we won in. Um, I had a little nagging little it wasn't even a bad injury that kept me out six games like uh, it was a thumb issue so I couldn't really hold the ball I couldn't catch the ball um so I'm really just sitting here you know thinking like I can play you know and I can't because I got a cast on my hand but um and running back obviously I need to hold the ball but to to get cleared and to come to that game and you know I wasn't really even just worried about my performance yeah I came back and had a good coming back game I think I had almost 100 yards receiving or over 100 yards receiving or something like that, uh, and maybe like 40 rushing. Uh, but um, I was really just really happy about the win, man. I was really happy to, you know, get out there and play with my guys and experience the win that I actually played in. And I waited two years for this, and I don't even think I, I don't think nobody else has ever played two years of college football. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> has, but you know what I'm saying. On a D1 level, I'm not sure if there's too many people out there that experience what I experienced on two years without winning the football game. No, I, I think you're right. And yeah, you had you had over 100, you had over 100 all purpose yards in that game. You had uh, 33 rushing and 71 receiving. So okay, great, yeah. great game to come back in. Yeah, definitely great game to come back in. But I was just so happy just to get that win and to say, you know, I've won my first college football game and. You know, after that, I was just ready to get some more, you know, get some more wins. And we ended up winning some more. And, you know, I enjoyed being in those games as well. You're, um, after your junior season, we, we went in a different direction as far as strength and conditioning. Uh, we hired Coach Zach Woodfin. What kind of impact did Coach Woodfin have on you and the rest of the team? Man, he had a major impact on me and the rest of the team. I mean, that's one of the reasons we performed the way we did this year. Um uh, you know, everybody has different philosophies, you know. Nothing against, uh, you know, Coach Smith, the guy we had before. You know, Coach Smith just had a different philosophy. But, you know, the game's kind of changing a little bit. You know, Coach Smith, you know, to me was a little uh, old school, you know, pounding ground. You know, everybody did the same workout. Everybody, you know, ran the same length, you know, uh, lifted, you know, the same lifts. Um but the game is changing to now position specific stuff and kind of new and, 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 and is innovating and, and, and transforming. And that's kind of what Coach Wilson came in and did. You know, O-Lyman wasn't running as, as much, running the same lengths and doing the same things as skill guys, which is what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, obviously, that, obviously they're not breaking 100-yard runs or kick returns, you know. They need more power, more sh- short, you know, close. So that's what they worked on. That's what Coach Wilson brought in. Skill guys, we're down there doing more agility, more raw speed, full speed stuff, opening our lungs up, running 300s. You know what I'm saying? We get in the weight room, a lot of speed stuff, a lot of explosive stuff, linemen, big guys, more power. You know what I'm saying? So he brought in that 
along with the nutrition, which really helped us. You know what I'm saying? We, he, he taught us how to eat better. He taught us how to, and, and you would think that we would know that, but we really didn't. You know, they exactly the ins and outs of what's we, what we should be eating, uh, brought in, a, a, had food for us after the workout than just protein, you know, and brought in like a bar of uh, different stuff, uh, oatmeal, you know, uh, nuts, cranberries, these type of things to get us together. Then brought in um, recovery stuff. We had Normatec boots uh, for recovery, for blood flow. Uh, we had compression types that, uh, that were recovery types, you know, teaching us how to recover. Uh, after every game, we're doing yoga, you know, the, you know, he was a more of a fluent movement guy, which is what the game is, you know, uh, you know, better movement, more efficient movement and less injuries. And I think you saw that this year, uh, other than Absolutely. a few games where we, other than a few games that we had that we just kind of seemed like everybody was going down, like your West Kentucky, <laughs> you know, it seemed like everybody was going down. But you know, that's towards the end of the year. But up to that point, we didn't really have too many guys with just, you know, season-ending injuries or just injuries that just, you know, that kept, you know, nagging and hurting the team. I mean, most if you look at it, most of the starters, you know, stayed fresh and healthy for most of the year. You know, um, I mean, but you're going to have injuries. It's football. But sure. I think that everything that Coach Woodfin brought and his staff brought in um, and their philosophy really helped us this year. That was one of the key points uh, to us having the year that we had and for me as well, you know, having a, the year that I had personally um, was for Coach Woodfin and the staff. You know, when I was at USM, it's after the game they gave us chicken tenders and tater babies, and that was your, your posting <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> I'm sure they still do yeah, that. Coach, 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 yeah, Coach Coach Munkin likes Popeyes, so that's what we oh, really? do after the game. <laughs> man, I did too, man. Where was he? Where was he when I was in school? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we we had tenders after every game. Well, uh, oh, so back to your senior season. Um, before the season started, you just kind of had this feeling that things were about to change. I mean, we brought in some guys that could could help the team right away, and it seemed like. The returning players, when you saw them in, in summer camp, they all looked bigger, stronger, and faster. What the, what was the anticipation like for the for the 2015 season? Man, we all we we had it in our minds. Like like it it, it was a it was like a it was a great feeling, but it was kind of like a mysterious feeling. Like even with ourselves, like we knew we were going to shock some people, but we didn't know how big the shock was going to be. You know what I mean? Because you you want to be optimistic. You know, you're coming in, you're like, man. You know, we're gonna shock some people. Are we gonna, you know, we're gonna go to a bowl game, but we didn't, you know, not per se me, but I, I didn't. Not saying that I didn't think about that, but I'm just saying like, who would, who would have thought nine and three? You know what yeah, I mean? You know, sure. you know, who would have just thought nine and three after three and nine? You know, so you know, it was mysterious. It was a mysterious feeling. It was like, oh yeah. Because you're in, you're in camp, you know, you're seeing Daenerys Thomas. You know, I mean, Daenerys Antoine running around like, okay, 6-1, safety. You know, who, you know, you see Brian Anderson in the middle. You see Swain, transfer linebacker. You know what I'm saying? You see Big Bolt up front. You see Dylan Bradley doing what Dylan Bradley does. You see, uh, you know, Xavier Thigpen molding up into a, a pass rushing DN. You know, you see the O-line. You see everybody – looking bigger and stronger. Edo Smith put on a little weight, you know, 
You see Nick just looking more poised than ever, and you're like, dang, we finna shock some people. You see Mike, Michael Thomas just, you know, doing stuff, DJ Thompson. You see Casey Martin, you know what I'm saying? Then you bring in Ricky Parks. You're like, oh, Taylor Marini. you like, like, literally, we were in camp. Like, it, it was, I, to me, I, I was looking like I was around the dream team. I was like, this all happened in one year? You know what I'm saying? Kalen, you know, just looking at us. And, again, that goes back to the nutrition and the strength and conditioning. Like, we all came in looking good and feeling good. And we knew we were going to shock some people. and But, you know, we didn't know how big that shock was going to be. So to have the shock that we did have, you know, uh, and again, we were taking it game by game. That was our that was our motto, game by game. We only worried about this game, next game, and then you know after this game over, we worried about the next, and then after this game over, we worried about the next, and that really helped us too. And you know, uh, not looking too far ahead, not you know feeding into all this all southern misses back. Because if we would have started feeding that too early, then oh now we start slipping. You know, we right. took it game by game. You, you know, game by game. Didn't really feed into that because we knew we were going to be good. We knew we could play. We knew we could do what we were going to do, but we couldn't feed into that or, you know, it would get us off course. So, but Three games into your senior year, and you have the biggest game of your career against Texas State. I mean, you rushed for, what, 230 yards, had four touchdowns. Tell us about that Texas State game. Yeah, that Texas State game, man, I didn't even realize it. I mean, but, I mean, you know, because it was really – it, it became a shootout. But it was definitely um, a game that we knew going in that this game was going to define either team's seat kind yeah. in a way. You know, and, and it really did. But, you know, not saying that because we would have lost that game, the rest of the season would have went bad. But it just does something to you. It's it's draining when you lose a game like that that's that close. And then and it affected Texas State. You know, you go look at Texas State and how they finished this year. You know what I'm saying? And how we came out that game and how we finished that this year. Um that game personally for me, um, was again a confidence booster. Um, you know, I didn't really realize I had two thirty. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if you break off if you break off two runs over fifty yards, I mean, eventually you're gonna get to two thirty. Uh, and I definitely was running the ball. I was definitely running the ball, you know, well throughout the day, you know, racking up maybe eight or nine here or there. Um, so after I, you know, I looked up, you know, and I told people this before, I looked up and I was like, oh, I got 150. Okay, good day. I'm good, you know, 150. <laughs> and then I get out there and I break one for like 64 and then and a couple other runs. And it's like, oh, snap, I got 230. Like dang, like <laughs> I was like, and you know, people were messing with me. Man, you ain't ran them numbers since you were back in high school. I'm like, yeah, I ain't seen, I ain't seen them a hundred, but a couple times in college. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I mean, up to this year, you know, so I was, I was really happy with the game. I was really happy with the performance, but I was most importantly happy, happy that we got the win. I mean, that was a hard fight bottom, man. Texas State really, you know, fought us down to the wire, man. And Caitlin made that game winning tackle, man. I was just so happy. Oh, certainly. So I was too. I was happy too. Um, <laughs> I think everybody you, was biting their teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. But that, what a play! What a play he made at the goal line. Yeah, that was a crazy play. But I mean, that's Kalen, man. Kalen makes plays. You had you had quite a few big plays yourself this year. I mean, you, you mentioned breaking off the sixty-four yard run and then another yard over, oh, another run off of over fifty in that game. But it seemed like 
every time you broke through the front seven, you were gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I worked on. I mean, I think people, and I take that for granted myself, is is my speed. And, you know, my running back, Coach Cosima, really got into me uh, at the beginning of this year and was telling me, like, man, you just got to trust your speed more. And, you know, uh, just put your head down and let people know you can run because you can run, you know, but you just don't trust your speed so so much. But, um, so, um, and that's what I did, you know. So when I hit through the first seven, man, I was just trying to put my head down and just outrun, outrun everybody. And shoot, it, it worked out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but again, that just goes to the strength and conditioning guys with Coach Woodford. Man, he did a good job of getting us all, like, you know, getting us all quick and fast and feeling fast. You know, it's the difference between being fast and feeling fast. You know, I, I felt fast this year. I felt like I was, you know, moving when I did get out. And I had confidence in myself. Against uh, against Old Dominion, you turned around and had another four four touchdown game. And you know most players don't score four touchdowns in their entire career, but you do it in two games in your senior season. Yeah, I mean that was man. The old line just blocked their butts off this year, man. I mean you got to be kudos to them. The old line and just the play calling. I mean we had some great play calling this year. Like, teams couldn't really – we really kept them off balance and we stayed doing good with what we what we knew we would work with and what we knew, uh, you know, was good for us and what we were strong with. And, you know, Coach Lindsey was, you know, calling the plays, calling the perfect plays, perfect dialogue, but, you know, no plays ever perfect. You know, you got to execute it. And this year we did a great job of executing and O-line did a great job of blocking and, you know, me as a running back, I did, you know, what I was supposed to do, which is, you know, see it and hit it. So, you know, that's how I ended up with those touchdowns like that. You know, we got in the red zone a lot. You know, we we wanted to score a lot. We wanted to put up a lot of points. And when we got in that red zone, the O-line just, you know, you know, put those hats on, man, and just, you know, pile in there. And, you know, I just I just see it and I hit it. So, I, you know, I just follow those guys in. So, And it seemed like every year you got better. At, at catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what Jalen Richard brings to the table as a pass catcher. Uh, I mean, I bring somebody that's uh, very, very, like I'm very <laughs> critical of myself about being able to catch the ball like a wide receiver. Um, and that was something that naturally I've had always had. I mean, you go to these Nike camps as a high schooler and, um, you know, you got to go one on ones with the linebacker. So I was natu- I naturally have good hands, but I wanted to work on them any- even more, and even and even more than that, work on my route running. Um, you know, being able to just kill linebackers, like just get open and just kill linebackers, and and even possibly some corners. So my running back coach John Simon, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but he, I mean, he played running back, you know, for three years at La Tech, and then his senior year, Coach Munkin, um was the wide receivers coach and Coach Munkin asked him to come over and play wide receiver for his senior year. So he ended up playing wide receiver for his senior year, and he had kind of like the same skill set I, I had. And, you know, he instilled that in me and, 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 you know, put that in my head that, hey, look, you can really, you know, you know, up your value your value to the team or, or to any level of, of football, um, you know, when you could really start understanding how to run routes and how to catch the ball out the backfield. Um, and when you can do that, you really separate yourself from a lot of people. So 
uh, in the off season. You know, I went in, and then after practice all this year, you know, working on routes with him and catching the ball the right way and the correct way. And um, I just saw the benefits of doing that and, you know, being able to bring that to the field, um, you know, uh, is a great feeling. Um, definitely separate yourself. You know, it keeps you from having to get pulled off the field. You know, if you can block, if you can catch a ball out the backfield, and then you're a good runner. I mean, you know, it's hard for them to pull you off the field. So, uh, you know, I don't like to come off the field. <laughs> so I want to stay out there as long as possible. <laughs> and, and so I you, tap my helmet and I, and I need a breather. <laughs> you you mentioned, you know, blocking. You And you kind of developed a reputation as being a solid, you know, a solid blocker out of the back. Backfield. Is that a part of your game that you really took a lot of pride in? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a team sport. I mean, how, that would be so selfish of me to have Edo Smith coming on a speed sweep, and I'm a lead blocker, and I just whiff a block, and then Edo gets his head knocked off. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, you got to take pride in those things because, you know, again, like I said earlier, you don't play for the coaches, and you don't play. You know, you do play for yourself, but. You know, it's a team sport. You're out there playing for everybody. If one, if one guy fails, we all fail. So, and if one guy benefits, we all benefit. You know what I'm saying? So if I, I'll take more pride in me making the the block that sprung anybody or Edo or, you know, sprung Edo for 70 or that I run across and just sacrifice my whole body to keep a linebacker from, you know, hitting Nick. You know, and I took a lot of pride in that, um, you know, my freshman year. Um, after, uh, oh, God, who was that? My freshman year, I, I I missed the block my freshman year, and Chris hurt his neck. Uh, quarterback my freshman year. Yeah, Chris Campbell. Yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah, and Chris, and that's when Chris hurt his neck. And hadn't been playing football like since. Like he hurt his neck and then tried to come back and then it got hit again. Well, I actually I wasn't my the one I missed was the second one that really just put him out. Uh, before he had just hurt his neck, but I kind of you know the guy I missed hit and re-injured it and just kind of ended his career. So ever since that day, I was like, I'm not you know what I'm saying I can't I can't do that. You know, just me like that that hurt me. So like. When I, somebody tries to come hit Nick or you know anybody on block, and I'm just gonna try to punish him, and that's what I put in my head, and that that just shows you tough too. I mean, if if a linebacker comes on a blitz and you just hit him one hard time, I mean most of the time they don't want to come hard no more, you know. Right. <laughs> it kind of helps you throughout the game. It really does. Like I I I only know maybe like one linebacker we played or, or two the whole year that I mean I hit him I hit him with everything I got, and then they'll still come back. You're, uh, also, in your senior year, you you had five games where you rushed for over a hundred yards, and then on the year you rushed for a uh, thousand ninety-eight yards and fourteen TDs. What did it mean to you to crack the thousand-yard mark? Um, for me, it, it was kind of a it, it felt it felt good. It was a blessing, you know, to fulfill something that you felt that you know you always had the ability to do, but it was just certain things kind of getting in your way. Um, I always knew that I, you know, had the ability to perform that I had this year because obviously I did it, you know. Um, but, you know, certain things in the past, you know, kept me from doing it earlier or anything like that. But it definitely after people kept talking about, you know, they haven't had a 
a thousand yard rusher in a couple of years and this and that, you know, it kind of became a legacy thing for me. Like, okay, you know, I'm leaving my senior year. You know, what can I leave? Yes, I'm gonna leave a legacy that I got Southern Miss back to the nine and three. You know, my senior class, um, bowl game. You know, uh, West Divisional champs. Um, but now I can, you know, tell my son, hey, you know, I ran for a thousand yards at this school, and you know, I was uh, only like the so odd number person to do it, and you know. And this and that, so you know, it, it, it's a great feeling just you know to have your name on that like that. But again, man, it was just you know we had we had great blocking all year and just great play calling. So, well, um, what did it mean to you to to wear the black and gold? I mean, it, to me, man, it's just hard nose. I mean, when, when you had that black and gold on, it just it just puts something on you, man. It just gives you the, it gives me the chills. You know, to you know, know that Southern Miss is just hard nosed. We do everything ourselves, and we just you know just grimy. You know, and and that's what we you know brought to the table this year. And, and you know, I was glad that uh you know Dr. McGillis you know um you know made sure that we only wore the black helmets. You know, to you know leave that mark that we didn't want to wear any any of the yellow helmets this year and just wear the black helmets. You know. You know, go back to the to the to the how Southern Miss used to be. You know, hard nose that black helmet. You know, people feared that black helmet. So to wear that black and gold, you know, you know, I feel I feel like I have every every player that was here is burdened on my shoulders, but in a good way. You know, um, you know, it's a blessing that I was able to wear it, um, and I'll forever cherish it. And. You know, it just it, it it's a great feeling whenever you can put that black and gold on and I know I I'll never put it on again here but um you know uh it, it's never be forgotten. I mean and that's a that's a feeling you want all the time, honestly. It's it's a feeling that I really can't explain, um, to be in that rock and to have that black and gold on. Well let's uh let's talk about life after Southern Miss. Right now you're uh you're prepping up trying to prepare yourself for an opportunity, hopefully, at the National Football League. What does Jalen Richard bring to an NFL roster? Uh, I'm going to bring versatility. Um, I'm going to bring hard-nosed. I'm going to bring, you know, motivation, dedication. God has been through some adversity, but has always overcame it. Um, I bring a lot to the table. Um, return guy, punt return, kick return, um, a block wheel. Um, I can be a change of pace guy. I can, you know, catch out the backfield. Um, I can really do a lot of things. I can, I, I really look at myself as a guy that can do anything that's asked of me. Um, and I think, you know, that's, you know, the biggest part of, you know, being an NFL guy is being able to do anything that you're asked to do and do it to, you know, do it 100% and do it do it to perfection. And that's what I bring. I bring a guy that, a, that a, you know, is chasing perfection, that wants to learn, that's hungry, that's young, that, you know, can um can really bring a lot, you know, to the team. Um, again, like I said, it's just versatility, man. I could just really do a lot of things. Um, and and some things not shown as much, you know. Like you know, this year I showed a lot that I could catch out the backfield, but not my full, you know, potential and ability. And then a guy at the same time that hasn't reached his full potential. You know, my body's still growing. I'm still young. Uh, my body's really just changing. Um, since I've gotten this, uh, you know, this professional training like you know 
getting ready for the uh, pro day and things like that. So uh, you bring a guy that hasn't really reached his full potential. You know, I'm still learning to be a running back. I'm still learning new things. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not a polished running back. You know, even though I played it, you know, since high school, you know, I'm still learning things. You know, in high school, I was just going off sure, sure, you know, uh, ability, you know, and then getting in college for about two years, going off sheer ability to this and this year and, and the year before to actually learning how to play running back um, and learning the craft and, um, you know, setting up blocks and things of like that. So you, you still you still getting somebody that, you know, still has room to grow and then at the same time can do a lot of things and, and is willing to do a lot of things. What have you been working to improve on since the end of the season? Uh, really just uh, getting my body to, to look better. Um, you know, I definitely was uh, had an amateur body. And uh, getting my speed and everything uh, even more, even more fast. Uh, definitely agility um, and just strength, you know, making sure every every part of my body is real strong, you know. Know the next level, uh, you have a lot more mature guys, and um, you know definitely. And I'm only 22, so you know definitely get my body uh, ready for that level. Um, but again, making sure I look good, um, you know, hold my weight, make my. I'm weighing 210 right now, so I'm, I'm making my 210 look better. Um, and you know, just get stronger, you bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and that's, and that's really about it, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you know, working on technique of being a running back um, and those type of things. Well, well let's talk about the, the running back position at the next level. It, it really has become a very disposable position, and because of that, it, it is a position now with a lot of opportunity. What are your thoughts on the running back position in the NFL? Um, it, it's definitely become, you know, disposed of, but, I mean, I, I don't know why, but, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, they can just find a, a, a decent running back to be in their uh, offense, you know, either whether it's late in the draft or or even after the draft in free agency, and, 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 you, and you do see that. You know, you see, like, your Arian Fosters that went undrafted um, and those type of running backs, but the, the running back position, I mean, everybody has a skill set. You know, it's very true that every running back has a specific skill set. It's not per se you find a bad running back. You know, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's kind of like each one has a different skill set. So the thing that I see on the next level is that teams just find that guy that unless you're just like a Adrian Peterson or you know uh, Ty Gurley proved himself this year or you know, Frank Gores or whatnot like that, that you find a running back that just fits your system. Because you'll find a decent running back, um, you know, but you, you have to find one that's going to fit in your system and that'll, that'll uh, fit perfectly uh, with the team and do everything that you need them to do, um, you know, which is, you know, see it and hit it. Um, and, you know, do other aspects, you know, catch the ball out the field and block. So, I mean, I don't really like it because I think, that we have a lot of value to the game, which I think people do believe that. But, again, like you said, it is becoming, like, a disposable position. Like, people really feel like they can find a good running back any point in the draft or even after, you know. Right. So it kind of puts our value to them a little lower. And I'm, I'm, I guess I could see it, but at the same time, I mean, 
you still can't, you know, you still roll the ball with that. And that's how some people end up with some real good running backs late in the draft or even after, you know. Certainly. What are you what are you hearing right now from the, the scouts and coaches? Any idea of when or where you might be going? Um, you know, uh via my agent I've uh he's talked to the GM from Tampa, um, that uh talked <laughs> to him. Um Tennessee is very uh adamant about me. Um they've been talking to him a good bit, you know, how's Jalen, how's training going, you know. You know the shoulder because they know I set out in this in the um, bowl game to get my shoulder together, uh, so I could train and could do everything because um, I knew I would have a chance on the next level. Um, you know Tennessee, um, Atlanta thinks I fit good into their system as well, um, and some other teams just showing interest like uh, Oakland, um, San Diego, and um, St. Louis. Um, so uh, that's just a few teams right now um, that I know off the top of my head right now. Well, I laugh because my next note is about Todd Munkin going to Tampa and what it would be like to play for him down there. Yeah, it would be crazy. See, see, and then that's one of the things. I don't know if maybe Coach Munkin is down there in the ear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But, um, but you know, uh, you know, I know that he thinks highly of my and, and I love him. I know he loves me too, uh, you know, and, and I know he loves, you know, all the guys here that play for him and, you know, and I know he knows the ones that, you know, he feels can play on the next level, you know. So uh, I don't know if that was the reason why the GM, you know, talked to my coach about me, I mean my agent about me. Um, but, um, I mean, if it is, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but that would be real cool, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's a nice down there as the OC. Um, I pretty much know his style, pretty much know his how he wants to run things and, you know, play calling and his playbook. So, um, that would be a nice experience. I'd probably get down there and be messing with him all the time. You know, I, I talked to Kalen about this a couple weeks ago. I think one of the dumbest things that people ask um, potential, potential, potential NFL football players is where do you want to play? Because obviously you just want to get in the league. Um, and I think I know the answer to this because I think you mentioned it earlier, but did you have a favorite team growing up? Well, yeah. I mean, growing up I was a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know Dallas Cowboys fan, but like you said, man, I don't care where I'm at as long as I'm in the league. <laughs> you know, are, are there any uh, players that you you model your game after? Um, you know, uh, with the receiver type skills, I model myself after Marshall Falk. He was a crazy receiver out of the field. Um, you know, and you know, despite all controversy, and you know. Outside of football, totally disagree with the type of guy he is. But on the field, I always watched Ray Rice. Um, yeah. His style, um, he's kind of my size. Um, he kind of have the same size, uh, style, like, you know, kind of powerful, shifty enough with some, with with some long speed. So I always tried to. You know, watch him and study him. He was he was a great running back. I loved Emmitt Smith as well. Growing up as a Cowboy fan, I watched Emmitt a lot. So those guys are kind of around my size. Kevin Falk, you know, those guys like Kevin Falk played with the Patriots. You know, was was great out the backfield, around my size. You know, those type of guys. I try to you know add pieces to them in my in my game and then just be unique to myself. But you know, those guys are around my size and made it to the league. So, by 
by me doing what they could do, you know, gives me a better chance of getting to the league myself. So that's why I looked up looked over those guys. What are you hoping to prove at your pro day on March the twenty fourth? Um, I hope to, I hope to improve uh on my pro day just uh to show people that I can run. Um, show people that I'm I'm faster than what people might think. Um I know people think that I'm probably not gonna run as fast as I'm gonna run. Um but I have uh, real faith and um, really excited to show them that I'm going to run what I'm going to run. Uh, so, uh, and how quick I really am and how I look now, how, you know, how good I look, you know, with my shirt off and um, how strong I am and, and those things. Um, I think it's, it's really going to shock a lot of people. I know you haven't had much time to, to really spend with the new coaching staff, but you've been around the team enough to know what, what what's your impression of this Southern Miss team that's coming back next season? Again, it's it's gonna shock some people even more. Uh man, it's they're hungry. Man, are they hungry. Um, even more so than we were last year because now we've had now it's like they've had a t we've had a taste of success. You know how you get a taste of of, of success and now that's all you crave for? That's, yeah. That's how that's how I see those guys now, like you know, I'm back from Louisville. I was in Louisville training for eight weeks, and I'm back in Hattiesburg training. And I see guys that didn't go didn't go anywhere for spring break. They in there, you know, working out, grinding. You know, not in Panama City. You know, having fun. They're they're in there grinding, getting ready for uh, spring ball that starts Monday. You know, yeah, getting ready for that. So I just see a lot of hungry. I just see I just see guys hungry. Well, any final words? to the uh, Golden Eagle faithful? Um, man, I want to say, man, just thank you to all y'all for all the support um, for, you know, me and the team, you know, these last four years. Uh, it's definitely been hard for both of us, for y'all and for us. Uh, but uh, y'all didn't waver, and um, we fought it out, and, you know, we we got us on top of that on top of that hill now. Um, and, you know, I pray that, you know, the, the guys to to keep going on, to, you know, keep us on that hill and keep us, uh, you know, rising to the top. So I just want to say I appreciate y'all. I gave y'all everything I had, and y'all gave me everything y'all had, so I appreciate it. You know, I, on, on behalf of uh, the Southern Miss fans, man, I think it's safe to say we're we're all very proud of the, the young men you've become and, and, and proud of you for sticking through what you had to stick through, and there's, there's a lot of people that couldn't do that. Um, you were so much fun to watch in college, and, and I really hope you get your shot at the next level. I really look forward to watching you play on Sundays. Oh, no, I appreciate it, man. Well, best of luck at your pro day, and uh, and hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Oh, okay, no problem. All right, thanks, Jalen. Welcome.